0: Hi, this is Bob Berg, co-author of The Go-Giver. And if you really want to learn how to level up your life, you should be listening to the Time to Shine Today podcast with my good friend, Scott Ferguson.
1: Time to Shine Today podcast, Varsity Squad. It is Scott Ferguson. We are at episode 200. I'm kind of in a fanboy moment now because... uh, I've always say that you know two people's writings have really, really leveled me up and changed my life. And obviously, people know about Andy Andrews with the Traveler's Gift, but also Bob Berg with the Go Giver. Um, he definitely lives the Go Giver way. Um, he's always saying, you know, stay open to receptivity, but remember that giving comes first, and that is so true. I'm not gonna say much right now because I really want you to sit back, relax. Bob carved out a half hour of his valuable time to come on. Make sure you break open your notebooks because I have pages upon pages of notes. So without further ado, here's my good friend, Bob Berg. Let's level up. Time to shine today podcast varsity squad this is Scott Ferguson and you hear me talk a lot about two specific people Uh, there's Andy Andrews and then there's uh, Bob Berg Bob Berg happens to be a kind of a neighbor here in South Florida and you guys hear me always go back to the five laws of stratospheric success with the law of value compensation influence authenticity and receptivity and I have the Bob Berg here today, and um, it's for our 200th episode. Bob, literally, I last-minuteed Bob, and he agreed to kind of come on, and it, we we kind of rushed it through, and and you can see his handsome mug here um, on board. And also, you know, I always keep this on my desk: the Five Stratofield Laws of Success. Every single day, I go over them. And I'm always asking people how they can, how I can help them as well. You know, it's generally agreed upon that entrepreneurship is the engine that drives an economy upwards and is primarily responsible for its growth. Entrepreneurs, entrepreneurs create jobs, bring better and more affordable products and services to the marketplace, resulting in greater societal health, overall wealth, and a vastly improved standard of living. Bob Berg is the co-author of the international bestseller, and I'm giving away 10 books. So make sure you listen to this all the way through, because I'll have the giveaway at the end. He wrote the book, The Go-Giver. The Go-Giver changed my life. And I'm not bullshitting you, 100% did. It's a much Bob's a much sought after speaker at sales and leadership conferences, is committed to inspiring the entrepreneurial spirit in us all. He shows that companies, both large and small, that conduct their businesses, the go-giver way, are not only much greater value to their customers, they are also significantly more functional and profitable as well. He sold north of a million copies of it, and he's co-wrote it with John David Mann, who is I read a few other ones. I like there's the golfer's carol and a couple other books that uh that he that Bob co-wrote the book with and he's an awesome and I can see why the book just took off and lastly Bob is a badass he's a golden gloves boxing champion so we don't want to mess with this dude at all as well so without further ado Bob come on introduce yourself to Time to Shine Today podcast varsity squad but first Bob what's your favorite color and why
0: uh I would say turquoise turquoise Uh, yeah I just I just like the color always have Uh,
1: I love it. And we see like that huge, big Epsom salt thing that lives just to the east of us where we are here. And that's that perfect color of turquoise when the sun hits it. Right. I love that. I love it. And it's in your color wheel, my handsome friend. So let's get a little bit to the origins of Bob, you know, like a little bit kind of, you came up through kind of sales managing and even a little bit of your boxing and then how you're doing. And you're such an awesome leader that people go to.
0: Thank you. Well, really started out in uh, broadcasting uh, as a sportscaster for a local radio station where I grew up. And then I got a job in TV as a news guy out in the uh, Midwest. First as a reporter, and then as the the news anchor, the late night news anchor. But I really, you know, I really wasn't that good, Scott, and it wa- I, it wasn't gonna end up being a career for me. So I I got a job in sales, and I, I like to say I graduated into sales because it turned out to be a really great thing for me. Now at first I floundered because I had no formal sales training. And the company where I was working, their training was, we'll say negligible, <laughs> right? non-existent really. And, uh, and so I, I really, for the first few months, I mean, I made a lot of calls and I saw a lot of people and I blah, 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 blah about my product or service, you know, all those things that, that, which is not the way to, you know, sell when you get in front of someone. But <laughs> as Jim Rohn would have said, uh, I had the motivation, but not the information, and both are important. It's also not helpful to have the information and not the motivation, but you do need both. And fortunately, uh, after a few months, I was in a bookstore looking for something. I didn't really even know what it was, but I found a couple of books on selling, which doesn't sound like a big deal these days. But 40 years ago, you know, you, not everybody knew about those things. And uh, the two books were by Tom Hopkins and Zig Ziglar, two legends in the sales space, of course, and, <laughs> Uh, I got their books and I would say, I, I never read them. I devoured them. And I would, you know, after work every night into the wee hours of the morning, I'd be reading and highlighting and note-taking and practicing and rehearsing and doing all this. And really within a few weeks, my sales began to just go through the roof. And there was no difference in me as a, a person at that point from three weeks earlier, uh, other than I now had a methodology. I had a system to follow, which was very encouraging to me. Uh, Cause I'm not the type that, invents the wheel, okay. Or recreates the wheel. I'm the type who looks for the wheel that's already been created. Yes. Uh, I like to say I've never had an original thought in my life, but (laughs) I've been good at implementing, implementing those things that are out there and then gearing it toward, you know, more toward my, my own style and, and, uh, and values and so forth. Um, but, uh, really, I, I I began to notice very quickly that a big part of learning sales was the personal development aspect. So I began getting all the books that were recommended to me: the you know, How to Win <laughs> Friends and Influence People, sure. and the Magic of Thinking Big, and and Think and Grow Rich, and As a Man Thinketh, and then books such as Og Mandino's The Greatest Salesman so, in the World yeah. and Clasen's Richest Man in Babylon, and. Um, uh, one of the best of all time, Psycho-Cybernetics by Dr. Uh-huh. Maxwell, Maxwell. Moss, who teaches yes, you really why we act as we do, you know, how our belief systems mm-hmm. that were given to us before we ever had the opportunity to even accept them really dictate how we see the world and the way we see the world sure. is the way we, right? And so, so um, all this was just, to me, it, it opened up doors and it was wonderful. Yeah, I love and, it. Uh, I'm sorry, go ahead, Bob. No, I was just gonna say, eventually I began to, I was sales manager for another company. And uh, as they used to say on the uh, Seinfeld show, yada, 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 almost 40 years later, here <laughs> we are talking.
1: I, I love that you kind of admit to a regurgitation. That's what we call it here at Time to Shine today. It's like you took bits and pieces everybody and kind of like regurgitated. I, I, I always say that the, with my clients that I coach and whatnot, I am regurgitating From all the way back to marcus aurelius and sure oh absolutely in in seneca and everyone has actually kind of regurgitated and i love it and i see a lot of that in in the writing in in the Go giver and when you
0: read the stoics they'll tell you who they regurgitated from because they cite the other Stoics, right yeah
1: yes exactly so bob when when you're seeing it we're kind of going to jump forward a little bit and when you're seeing somebody in some of your sales seminars And the people, the talks that you have and people come up to you and they really want to level up. Is there, is there any secret sauce that you might have to help them find their blind spots?
0: Well, I think the very question itself is a brilliant question because it's typically blind spots, right? It's that which we don't know. And, you know, we all have our strengths and we all have our weaknesses, Yes, sir. I think weaknesses, and we have to say, you know, lead with your strengths, of course, and we need to be able to understand those strengths. We need to embrace those strengths. That can be difficult because as human beings, we're very emotionally involved with ourselves. And it's sometimes difficult to see the greatness we have, that's those special things we have, because we're just so used to, again, seeing the world through a certain lens. Right. If we can do this, well, everybody can do this, right? And that's how we, we, we don't embrace our value. And that's when we're selling for lower prices than we should be, we too easily negotiate down and, 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 and so forth. But let's go back to those weaknesses on the blind spots. I think there are basically three types of weaknesses. There are the types of weaknesses you can ignore because they're really, it's just not a big deal, okay? Um, they're not gonna harm anyone. They're not gonna stop you from progressing. They're not gonna cause anybody any, any harm. You can ignore those. Then there are the weaknesses we need to mitigate. Um, I, it just as a personal example, I'm not the best when it comes to numbers. Okay. And, and, and business, plan, you know, in and, and, and the numbers with a business and things like, but it's, it's important. So while I'm never going to be that expert, I'm never going to be an accountant and I'm never going to have that total. That's never going to be my, my big strength. I needed to learn enough so that I'm able to, to, uh, to work with that. And I have an understanding of them so that when I then contract out with someone else who that is their strength, I'm able to speak intelligently about it. Okay, so just, you know, those types of things. Then there are those weaknesses we need to turn into strengths. If we're going to be at our most effective, if we're going to be able to live up to our potential. Benjamin Franklin, who I learned so much from in his book, The Autobiography, which to me is just one of the books we should all read. And early in his career, uh, you know, as you know, because I know you read that book, excuse me, he realized that he had certain character flaws, okay, weaknesses, if you will, that were not serving him, not serving others, and thus were going to hold him back from the kind of success that he wanted. So, uh, of course, he was an inventor, and while there was no uh, Dale Carnegie course at that time, or there was no Dale Carnegie, right? He invented his own self-improvement course. Right. Right. And it was about, it was about improving his 13 different character traits that he did over the course of a year. Uh, one trait per week times 13 weeks. And thirteen times four are fifty-two, so you could go through the whole course four times in a year. That's a very abridged version, but right. I would recommend people get the book and and, yes. uh, and and study that. But anyway, I did basically the same thing Ben did. I went through exactly as he. Again, I'm not recreating a wheel, right? I'm I'm following someone who I know was very successful and who had issues in terms of character flaws that I had. Although you know some of them were different, some were the same. But right. so I took my thirteen. And it made a huge difference in, in my, my life and in my success, but you know, this is where, and we talk about the fourth law from the go-giver, the law of authenticity, the most valuable gift you have to offer is yourself. And I think that people confuse Scott authenticity with being, this is how I am, take it or leave it, or, you know, they don't filter their speech because that's just who I am and other, Right. And I, I think that is so wrong. And I think it's so kind of productive. It's like the person who says, well, I have anger issues and I yell at people a lot. And if I were to act any differently, uh, that wouldn't be authentic of me. Right. And of course, that's malarkey. That's baloney. It simply <laughs> right. means this person has an authentic problem right. that they need to authentically work on in right. order to become a higher, more effective, authentic version of themselves. So, you know, so blind spots, we go back to your great question. It's first recognizing them and or being open to others telling you and being humble enough to listen. And you don't have to necessarily agree at first, but you can explore it and ask others who you know, like, and trust and who will be honest with. And then once you know you've got a weakness that needs to be turned into a strength, uh, now you can go from there.
1: I love it. Yeah, that's true. And that's where I have my little squad of people that I trust Mm -hmm. that will call me and be like, Fergie, you need to kind of work on this. And I do, I make it into it. And so, Bob, is there, when you're starting to work with a team or you're teaching and whatnot, you get approached a lot. I mean, you're a very successful person. Is there any good question that you wish people would ask you but never do?
0: I don't. I don't really think so. I think people ask the questions that they feel they need the answer to, and and sometimes, you know, the best thing we can do is you know is is very much listen, but also listen for the questions that that they need to be asking because they're not aware it's something that they need to be asking. But I wouldn't say there's one that I just wish people uh, would ask me. Uh, I, I think the whole thing always begins, Scott, with awareness. And that's often awareness of what we don't know, or, or yes. awareness that we don't know, and trying to to uh, figure that out. Adam Grant just wrote a wonderful book that uh, just came out a few weeks ago at the time where um, we're doing this. It's called Think Again, and it really has to do with knowing that you don't know that you can be wrong, mm. Right. And, and not only being open to that, but really embracing that. Yes. And really having a desire to learn yes. what you don't know. And, and I think, uh, especially right now, it, it's truly a, a book for its time when so many people are living in their own echo chambers and they're, they're basically listening to what those who they already agree with are saying. And, and acting accordingly as opposed to in a way that's a lot more constructive and, and productive. I love that you said that because I'm hearing a lot of humility
1: in that in, in itself. And there's a, in a saying that a tree with the most fruit is a tree that bends to the ground and is helping the most people along while mm-hmm. they're going, right? So, I mean, that's where you're doing it. You might not even know you're doing it. I mean, Bob, you're actually planting trees and seeds mm-hmm that you might not ever sit in the shade of. You know what I'm saying? Oh, and that's what you. I strive okay. to do and other people that I decide to strong myself are striving to do. So, you know, I'm going to throw a question at you, Bob. So you have a, a, a company and, and hopefully I phrase this right because I have it right on my wall and it comes straight from you, but how can I know if someone I'm talking to is a great prospect connection yeah. or a recommendation or referral for Bob Burke?
0: right yeah we call that the one key question that will separate it's literally from, on my freaking wall man yeah it's literally uh, there thank yeah. you i take that as a great compliment <laughs> because so often when meeting someone you know we're so consumed we think we have to be that great conversationalist and be that fascinating person uh but you know as, as i'll often say to my audiences have you ever been in a conversation with someone who let you do all the talking Um uh, Uh, you know, about yourself. And, you know, didn't you come away from that conversation saying to yourself, wow, what a fascinating conversationalist that person is. Right. And that's because they let you talk about themselves. Yes. You know, I've often said that, you know, it's like when you're on the telephone and I started out in sales on the telephone and taught a lot of people how to sell on the telephone. And I said, you know, one thing I've, one thing I always noticed when I was selling Mm -hmm. on the telephone is nobody ever hung up the phone on me while they were talking. You know, (laughs) I think to the degree we can focus on that other person, but it's a matter of doing that with the right questions too. These need to be questions of value. So even if you're asking someone how they got started in their business, when you first meet someone, that's not a, a slick or clever question, but it's a great question because people love to talk about themselves and share their story. And how many people ask them, to share their story, unless they're a celebrity, and most of us aren't, right? So, right? so how many people ask that person how they got started in their business? Or asking that person, what do you enjoy most about what you do? I call that a feel-good question. It just makes that person feel genuinely good about themselves, about the situation, and about you. Now, once you've established that, that rapport, now that key question, you know, Dave or Mary, tell me, how can I know if someone I'm speaking with uh, is a good and again good prospective client for you or a good prospect for you or if they're not in sales per se it would be a good connection for you or someone you'd like to to meet and a, right. a good way to even frame that is to say you know Dave uh, I always love connecting good people with other good people uh, tell me how can I know if someone I'm speaking with is a good and then you know prospect or client or connection whatever for you so so yeah, you nailed that Scott you know it, it's funny you asked that
1: but or said that, and it's not funny, it, it's fantastic because I live by it now. But like, you have to be open to that fifth law also because you're giving, mm-hmm. giving, giving, right? And you make an analogy, and I it was the um the go giver influencer, maybe no, it's a go giver in the in, in the bonus area. That and I use this with my clients and anybody that's even talking to is like, you can give, and that's great, you're making the introduction, but you got to be open to that receptivity, sure. and it's like you likened it to a plant. Like I keep a plant in my room. It's like I breathe in oxygen, breathe out carbon dioxide, right. and the plant does the opposite. Right. So talk to me a little bit about actually being open to receptivity, because there's people that give, 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 and they don't understand right. how to receive.
0: Yeah. You know, you make a, a, a wonderful point there. And we say that the law number five, the law of receptivity says the key to effective giving is to stay open to receiving. So, you know, you breathe out, but you also have to breathe in. <laughs> right it's not <laughs> one or the other you breathe out again carbon dioxide you breathe in oxygen while your plant is doing the exact opposite right. uh, you breathe out which is giving you breathe in which is receiving yes you know scott unfortunately the world around us gives us extremely not mixed but negative messages absolutely about money about prosperity, about abundance, about business. And if you listen to it and you read it and you can't help it because it's everywhere, you know, you would just think that people who have money got it nefariously and horribly and by stepping on others and they're greedy and they're this, that's a big world. There's lots of people out there who do things in a way we don't like. But by and large, to the degree that you're participating in a free market-based economy, and when I say free market, I mean no one is forced to do business with you. The only way you can make a lot of money is provide, providing exceptional value yes. to the lives of lots of people, placing their interests first. Because remember, nobody's going to buy from you because you have a quota to meet, Yes, right? They're not going to buy from you because you need the money or even because you're a really nice guy. They're going to buy from you because they believe they'll be better off by doing so than by not doing so. Then you have to do it authentically and you have to be able to receive. But what we know is this, that... The giving comes first, right? It has to, yes, and, and this is these are laws of life, right? You yes. plant before you harvest, you sow before you reap, and and and, and so this is also why we say that, and, and John David Mann and I uh, say this, and I think he coined it, and I want to credit him because he's such a brilliant writer. I mean, he's the he's the guy who really is the you know the lead writer of the team, <laughs> and uh, and you know and and we say that that money is simply an echo of value. Yes. Right. It's the thunder, if you will, to to values lightning, which means nothing more than that. The focus must be on providing value to that other person. Right. The value comes first. The money you receive is simply a very natural result of the value you've provided the marketplace or another individual or or what have you but you have to be able to receive it yes. and get past so many of those horribly negative messages from the world around us that we don't carry on a conscious level. Yes, <laughs> We carry on an unconscious level. That goes back to Maxwell Maltz, right? But yes. people like Randy Gage, uh, who's uh, just a master of prosperity, Right. Uh, Bob Proctor, yes. uh, Sharon Lecter, um, uh, Ellen Rogan of Chicago, mm. Ken Honda of Japan. Some of these people are just such wonderful writers yes. and speakers on this topic i always suggest look these people up make a study of these people yes make a study of prosperity yes proactively because the right. garbage comes in all around us oh my god from everywhere yes and i lucky enough to interview
1: randy and you know his book, uh, why, why you're dumb sick and broke is just mm. the best book so bob right. you've seen the movie back to the future i'm sure mm-hmm Okay, let's get in that DeLorean with Marty McFly. Let's go back to the 22 year old Bob Berg, you know, Golden Gloves champion, you know, that, that Bob. Is there any good knowledge nuggets? That's what we call him here at Time to Shine today. Any good knowledge nuggets you would drop on Bob to maybe help him shorten his learning curve, level up, or blast through just a little bit quicker?
0: Oh, a- absolutely. It would be very, very easy. Uh, that, that's probably one of my easiest answers. And because I would go back to the 22-year-old Bob Berg and I would say, young Bob Berg, shut up and listen. Stop talking Listen, because you don't know half of what you think you know. And I would say, Berg, you young Bob Berg, you remind me of that saying attributed to Mark Twain, which there's no evidence he ever said, but it sounds very Twainy. So, (laughs) huh? The brevity, maybe? Yeah, no, he said he, he well, he, he, yeah, he, he did. But, but, but what he's also credited with saying is, it ain't what you don't know that gets into trouble. It's what you're absolutely positively sure you do know that just ain't so. And that was me. I thought I knew it all. I thought I had it figured out and I didn't, uh, not even close. So it was only a few years later as I began to really listen and and become aware that I, I knew next to nothing that my yes. education really started and my growth yes. began. Yes, I love that. And, and that'll lead into, and
1: then it's so true about the show because I'd tell the, the younger Fergie to do the same thing. And I still tell him and I'm 49 <laughs> years old. So how do you want your dash remembered, Bob? That little line in between your incarnation date, your expiration date, your life date and death date. How do you want Bob Berg's
0: dash remembered? I would say that uh bob berg carried on his dad's legacy and made people feel genuinely good about themselves wow and you think you're even close i don't know
1: i think you are I've yeah, tried. Gonna, you it's know, i it's something that i've made I, a point
0: of Huh? Yeah,
1: my squad knows I'm a fanboy, and you have touched so many people, even within my squad. I mean, I'm on the ninety thousand subscribers, and your book is on my website, everything, and it's, it's, it, people love it. And you are so you're, well, thank you're you. are humble, and it's fantastic. So, Bob, what keeps you up at night?
0: I think if there's any, first of all, actually, uh, other than some sleep apnea, not not I have it. I wear my sleep hat, baby. Yeah, so not I'm right a there. lot. But um, the only thing that would keep me up in in terms of something I struggle with is, you know, have I come even close to reaching my potential? And and I don't think so. I think there's a lot of areas in which I've made mistakes and areas that I've done things. Uh, You know, some people say, and and it's sort of the, um, I guess, the political correctness of the personal development world, which you and I are both involved in, in which you're supposed to, you know, it's kind of like, well, yeah, life, you know, hasn't always been easy, but I wouldn't change a thing no, I change a lot of things. There's a few things. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. So Bob, who has
1: had a person that who's had the biggest profound impact on your life, either business or personal?
0: Well, I, yeah, I was definitely blessed to be born to and raised to two great parents who, who set a wonderful example for me. I'd say my, my dad is, you know, the person who, uh, that I've, I've tried to emulate. Um, I think just like a, Uh, You know, a daughter relates to her mom, a son relates to her dad, and a son relates to his dad in a, a very special way. And I've gotten to see my dad and how he dealt with others and how he worked with others. And again, how he always just had that, to him, a very natural way. With me, it was something I learned, but with him, a very natural, genuine interest in others and really wanting to make people feel genuinely good about themselves and he had such a special wonderful way of doing that that I've tried to emulate so by far he's been my you know the the biggest impact my my life mentor let's go to the other end of the spectrum like who not who what is the worst advice you've ever been given worst advice Oh, I, I mean, I would say it's it's people who said that. Well, if you really want to make it in this world, you got to be ruthless, and you got to be awful, and you've got to be this, and uh, you can be that way at work, but you can be a nice person at home. And you know, I, I doubt that. I've, I have no. Me too. <laughs> I haven't seen too many examples of that, if any. But that was, uh, that was me, Bob.
1: When I was younger, I printed money selling real estate, you know, and investing in real estate, and I did it as I, I named my company Vulture Capital. You know, so it was like I would pray on other people's misfortunes, and that came back and got me. And I've made those calls to every single person with an wow. apology, whether they told well, me to go jump in a lake or they accepted me. me. You know, that so, says, yeah. Bob, what do you think people misunderstand about you the most? About
0: me? Yes, sir. I, I think if they don't know me well, they they might misunderstand niceness with weakness. Okay because I think that's how they might see a title of a book like the go giver. They might think it means that you get taken advantage of, or that you're just giving yourself away. or yeah. that You don't care about making a profit. and you know, all these things. So I think, you know, as you know, uh, as human beings, we make decisions based on very limited information. Right. So I think people sometimes, you know, do that. And, you know, no, I appreciate, I appreciate
1: that transparency, my man. Um, what do you feel then is your definition of life well
0: lived well it's i would say it's ultimately it's being happy and i think in that case you've got to define happiness <laughs> because happiness sure. can have different definitions now the you know the dictionary a, a dictionary definition which i believe works it's very basic but it's the mental feeling of well-being and i think that's a good definition mine is a a tiny bit more detailed it's a genuine and ongoing feeling of joy and peace of mind the result of living congruently with one's values wow and i think when we do that we create the context for for happiness yes sir
1: that's fantastic is that's a, a, a staple to live by their squad and hey hey time to shine today podcast varsity squad we are back with the bob berg and we are going to bring bob into our leveling up lightning round and bob you and i could talk 15 20 minutes an hour on each one of these questions you got five seconds no explanation no explanations you ready I to will, level up i will do my best you will rock it i promise you bob what is the best leveling up advice you've ever received
0: be inwardly motivated, but outwardly focused. Yes.
1: Yes. <laughs> Share one of your personal habits that contributes to your success reading. Awesome. Other than your website, and of course, Bob, um, so, yeah, I'm sorry, the gogiver.com in time to shine today.com, my shameless plug. And I, I'd actually
0: go with Berg.com. Berg.com.
1: Yeah. Absolutely. What other website do you like to go to the level up?
0: Mm. randygage.com leadershipfreak.com com, yeah. you're there uh, i think leadershipfreakblog.com, right. i think actually is gotcha dan, and if, dan rockwell's and bob if i'm you're
1: seeing me and you're thinking fergie man he must be in his doldrums and whatnot and outside the go-giver book is, is there another book that you'd be like fergie read this
0: yeah um uh michael uh a singer's um the untethered soul okay bro- brilliant
1: i will put that in the show notes peeps bob if you text is there any emoji you like to use the most if, if i'm sorry if what if you when you text is there emoji any emoji you like to use the most
0: yeah probably the
1: wink the wink love it yeah. and also and don't lie to me on this one my friend yeah physically if i you promise stay, nothing <laughs> physically if you could stay one age for the rest of your life and keep the wisdom you've gained and continue to garner knowledge, what physical age would you stay? 38. I love it. I love it. As long as there's a three in front of that number, I'm okay. With it. You know what I'm saying? All right. So Bob, what's your favorite charity organization that you like to give your time and your money to?
0: Well, furry friends adoption and clinic in um, Jupiter, Florida is my favorite, but there's also, there's a young lady uh, who I'm connected with on Twitter, who she is in India and she feeds all the street dogs and cats on the streets of India. So I actually give a lot to her as, as well through her, uh, what's the name of the blog, you know, the little thing where you can the we handle through, pay, through PayPal. Where oh, you can do okay. That. Yeah. And I'll put her
1: handle. I'll get
0: the handle from you. Oh, later, thank I'll put you. I'll oh. put it. In, I'll put it in the show notes. And I mean, that's, she takes all her money. I mean, you know, she's that's not awesome. a wealthy one. She takes her heart, soul, money, everything, and she goes out there and feeds those those street dogs and cats. She's amazing. Love it, Bob. And last question:
1: You can expand on this a little bit, elaborate. But what's the best decade of music? Sixties, seventies, eighties, or nineties? Eighties. It is me too. <laughs> big hair, don't care. You got so much that happened in that decade with rap and big hair, and yeah, had a whole YouTube. bunch of different. <laughs> yes, yeah, yes, yes. All right, so Bob, how can we find you?
0: Best places burg b u r g dot com. I try to keep things simple. <laughs>
1: love it. No, I I, I love it. And it, all of his handles and everything will be in the show notes, people. And also the book, The Go Giver. Um, I'm purchasing ten books, and one of them I'm going to get signed by Bob. Uh, And I will, it'll all be on time to shine today's dime, have it signed by Bob and send out the other nine. If you reply or comment on any of time to shine today's handles, um, the first 10 will get a book. And also you have to put it in there. And I want you to put in there, the Bob Berg. And I'll know (laughs) that you've actually listened to it. So we will get you that book right out to you. So Bob, leave us with one last knowledge nugget that we can take with us internalize and take action on please.
0: I think it's something that a, a, a gentleman said to me. I, I guess about thirty-eight years or so ago, because about forty years or so, I got into sales, and it was a couple of years afterwards, and I was in a sales slump, and uh, and I was very focused on myself and right and, and which is just the opposite of where we need to be and um, I think he saw me sort of as as Joe in the go-giver who I'd write about with John David Mann years and years later he saw me as the up-and-coming you know young ambitious aggressive uh, after it salesperson who was not in any way living up to to his potential and he said to me uh, Berg he, he was a last name kind of guy he said Berg can I give you some advice I said absolutely please do and he said if you want to make a lot of money in sales he said don't have making money as your target your target he said is serving others now when you hit the target you'll get a reward and that reward will come in the form of money and you can yes. do with that money whatever you choose but never forget he said the money is simply the reward for hitting the target it ain't the target itself your target is serving others and that's when it That's when it hit me, Scott, that great salesmanship is never about the salesperson. Great salesmanship is never about the product or service, as important as those are. Great salesmanship is about the other person. It's about those lives you choose to touch. It's about that person's life being at least a little better because you are part of it. I love that. And squad, you
1: just had literally a free masterclass from Bob Berg. We had a little Berg and Ferg half hour here, Ah. you know, and Bob, you know, he graduated, Bob graduated in sales, you know, you know, he wants you to devour info (laughs) and get the reps in, you know, he wants you to embrace and lead with your strengths, but also recognize your weaknesses with three points. You know, you can ignore one of the weaknesses, the weaknesses, mitigate and understand them. And the ones you can turn into strengths. And I like to say with my good friend, Leah Woodford will say, get your asking gear, ask your friends that you trust to help turn those weaknesses into strength. We want you to not confuse your authenticity. If you think, if you're acting like an asshole, don't confuse that with just being yourself. Be a person that's going to serve others. You know, and when you're talking to people, listen for questions that they might be asking and try to pull those questions out of them so you can learn even more about the people. You know, Bob will remind us that everything begins with awareness of what we don't know. You know, and going back to Bob's question of, you know, how will I know if I'm talking to you? Who would be a great referral connection? You know, that is a very valuable question. And, And Bob made a point that people that... You know, you're talking to on the phone, never hang up when they're talking. So let them talk. You know, he's going to be reminded, he's going to be somebody that's remembered someone to provide exceptional value to the lives of as many people, and they will be better off. You know, he reminded us that money is an echo of values. So focus on value to the person and that money will come. He would have told his younger self, shut up and listen. Okay. And what you think you do know can get you into trouble. So always be open to learn and progress. You know, he's going to remind us to strive to reach our potential. You know, don't be ruthless, be loving, be generous. There's a time to be ruthless, but don't be that on a daily basis because it's a turnoff. I'll tell you that right now. Bob's, you know, life well lived is ultimately to be happy, genuine, ongoing feeling, a peace of mind and living with one's values that his father passed on to him. And lastly, don't have money, making money as your target. Your target should be helping others, and serving others. And that money will just be an echo, like he said, of the value that you put out. And Bob, you level up your health. You level up your wealth. You're humble, yet you're hungry. You're always go giving. This I'm in fanboy moment. Thank you so much for coming on. I love
0: your guts. And I can't wait to collaborate with you in the future on something. Love you as well, my brother. Thank you so much for having me. You're awesome. You bet, Bob. Talk soon.
1: Hey, thanks so much for listening to this episode of Time to Shine Today podcast. Probably brought to you by Sutter & Nugent Real Estate. Real Estate Excellence, who can be reached at 561-249-7266 and online at com. If you are a business owner or professional who would like to be interviewed on Time to Shine Today, please visit time com slash guest. If you like this episode, please subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or wherever you get your podcasts. There's a link in the show notes to our website. Also there, you will see our recommended resources. We hope that you will support our show by supporting them. If you like what you've been listening to, it'd be great if you could just give us a five-star rating and tell your friends how to subscribe while you're at it. I'm your host, Scott Ferguson, and until next time, let's level up. It's our time to shine.